Hey everybody, you're listening to the High Sessions Hawaii podcast, where we talk about everything local and beyond. I'm your host, John Yamasato, and joining me today is Mr. Kyle Shimabukuro. How's it? And Devin Nikoba. Before we begin, we remind our listeners of all the ways they can stay in touch with the show. There is Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, all at High Sessions. And go to SoundCloud, YouTube, and Apple Podcasts to listen to the podcasts. And if you'd like to help the show get more music on the channel, you can go to our Patreon uh, website, patreon.com, and donate. Uh, we just released a new video on Patreon for Patreons only from Sierra Lucia. Oh, really? She did a cover of Britney Spears' Toxic. Really? And uh, we released that on the Patreon for Patreons only. And yeah, uh, kind of timely because apparently Miss Spears has a book and it's been promoting uh, that quite yeah, a bit. It's she been, does. Uh, quite a revelatory book. In it's it. been yeah. popping up on my YouTube, uh, not YouTube, my Yahoo. Like whenever I open a Yahoo, like there's this new... In Britney Spears' book, you know, she's yeah. telling her. Right? You don't even need to read the book, actually. Yeah, I know. They, they everybody's going to talk yeah. about the book. It's like Jada and her came up with that same oh, time. Oh, that's right. On wow. this dirt. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Yeah. Well, the Jada one was interesting, too. We weren't married. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah. We haven't yeah. been married for like six years. Oh, my. You go, what? Oh, all right. Yeah. Thanks for sharing. <laughs> yeah. Well, they got to make they gotta make a buck some way, I guess. I suppose. Okay. Uh, thank you to Kupu Kupu Landscaping, Landscape Architects, Kevin Yokomura. You can call him at 808-722-8685 for a free estimate. And, of course, Fort Ruger Market, as usual, had my Rugerlicious yeah, along yeah. with, I think, everyone ate yep. Rugerlicious yep. or something today, which is uh, thank you. super good. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> you can find Devin, Kumu94.7 in the mornings. You can go to highlifeclothing.com to find Kyle. I'm kind of rushing through this because I want to get to our guest. <laughs> Kavehi is here, everybody. Kavehi is a singer-songwriter. She plays multiple instruments at the same time. I mean, it, it's one of these things. Well, like, not at the same time, but she. Well, well, in the plays same them song. all. Yeah, she plays everything. She can do it at all. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And um, you know, I don't know how you guys caught wind of her, but it, it, she just popped up in my YouTube feed one day, and I watched the video, and I was like, "Holy crap! This yeah. girl is amazing!" And then yeah. uh, I found out, oh, she's from Hawaii. So it yeah. makes it even more more special, you know? Well, I was watching YouTube, and I was like, who is this local girl sitting on the bed with dogs and a microphone? <laughs> and I think that was one of your earlier vi- yeah. videos. And I was mm-hmm. like, my God, so talented. So we watched you from when it started to yeah. where it where it became. And I wanted to know the, the process of that. Like, that, that Nirvana heart-shaped box mm-hmm. video is what got you, went, that went viral, right? Yeah. How did that happen? I just by pure luck I feel like we just my husband and I you know he's he does all the videos and and we just were you know putting out more content just kind of on the daily and it was one of the ones that got I mean I think the reason why it got picked up initially was because it got a a staff pick on Vimeo Mm -hmm. and that was kind of back in those days where that was like a huge thing like you know if you got a video picked by the staff then it was like usually all these other publications are you know kind of use them as a good you know gauge on you know what's happening and after that then i got picked up by esquire and people and huffington it was just like kind of just snowballed from there it was amazing to watch your career explode from there yeah it's pretty cool pretty cool and but you've been at it for a while because you started right out of high school just went straight to la and pretty much yep was that always uh the plan for no. you were you always just thinking i'm gonna be a rock star i mean i always knew i'd you know be in music in some capacity but it wasn't until i i did i tried out for a band when i was like 19 years old mm-hmm. and they were uh they were, they just auditioned a bunch of people and i was one of the people my piano teacher was like hey there's this they're auditioning for this band i think you should try out I was like, okay, I mean, I don't think I'll get it. But this is in Hawaii. This is in Hawaii, okay. yeah. So the guy, the production company, the guy uh, that's in charge of it, he does music for, like, all the television shows, like Law & Order and NYPD Blue. Like, back in those days, he did everything. Oh. And so he was, like, he had just built this studio, and he wanted to, like, have a band because he also lived in Hawaii part-time. And so he's like, let's hold auditions. And I auditioned, and I amazingly made it, and they – flew us out and we lived in Los Angeles for a couple of months to record a demo. And it wasn't until I did that that I realized that I this was like, this is it for me. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want to do anything else, you know. Okay. Uh, I have to back everything up because every time we do these things, 
when people like you come on, they launch straight into like, we're into your career and here we go, <laughs> right? And then nobody has any idea. They're like, Kavit, she's really cool. Wait, wait, wait. So I'm the one who always goes, okay, wait. Okay, let's back up a little bit. Because okay. growing up here in Hawaii, can mm-hmm. you start us there? And then we'll, yeah. we'll launch to the stuff that they got to. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. So actually, um, I started off, I mean, in school, I, I was one of the first classes that did Kayapuni. So I went, I learned everything. I went like one of the, maybe the third class that taught everything in Hawaiian. It was like Hawaiian Immersion School. That was when they were first beginning. So there was like, there was two classes ahead of me that was like the very first class. And we were the first school that did any kind of Hawaiian Immersion, anything. We would like, they were basically like, you know, because my grandparents' time, you know, you couldn't speak. It was like it was like a banned mm-hmm. language. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it was de- it was almost dead already at this point when I was a kid, and so they were like, "We want to revive the language. We want to teach the little ones the language." And they started the school, and they basically cold called like any parent that had like was like over half Hawaiian that had like a kid with a Hawaiian first name. So that was where I <laughs> ended up getting picked. So like, good thing your name wasn't Cindy then. Yeah. Because they might not have called you. Yeah, it would have been like, time after time. <laughs> but yeah, I ended up in this class. I had like 16 other classmates. It was like super small. And I, I went from when I was five until I was about 12 or 13. So it was like preschool through you know, just before seventh grade is on Oahu. I, on Oahu. What was the school called? Ka, uh, Kula Kaiapuni Oweyau. Where, where, where was that? In town? It was in um, in Pro City. Oh, really? Yeah. Wow. Okay. Which your the Shahud? Yeah. yeah. And uh, Oweyau Elementary. For people who were Wai-o tuning Wai-o in Elementary. and watching, oh, okay. cool. uh, the immersion schools were something that were <clears> created um, to try to make sure that students didn't lose the Hawaiian language. So, uh, when you go to these immersion schools, you are learning everything in Hawaiian: math, yeah. Yeah. everything, English. I mean, it, it, they speak Hawaiian to you when you're in class. It's the best way to learn. That's yeah. what they found, right? So, yeah. um, uh, as far as Olelo o Hawaii, it is uh, it's amazing. And actually, now there's like. I don't know a how lot. many different. Yeah, there's a yeah, lot of a lot schools that are so yeah. schools. Yeah. yeah. So you went yeah. to 13 years old, and yep. then and then where after? And then I uh, tested and I went to Kamehameha from okay. there. Oh, there we go. Yeah, from seventh grade on until I graduated, I was, yeah, Kamehameha schools. And Kamehameha schools um, is also really good about encouraging that the the artistic side of the student as well, right? Yeah, I mean, and they let us actually, um, they let me interview in Hawaiian. Oh, wow. Was, wow. I, it was me and like three other girls that were in the same class. So four of us from my class ended up going to Kamehameha. And yeah, they let us do all the, they, like 100% of the interview was done in Hawaiian, which was like, re- I was really grateful for because, I mean, even though I did, my parents sent me to summer school to like, you know, make sure that I was learning the right English and stuff because we didn't do any of that in school like what about at home at home my parents spoke English so I was only there was maybe like five of us that had parents that like the home life was you spoke English everyone Mm. else was Hawaiian really yeah so when I first showed up and I was like four or something years old. And everyone, like most of the kids are speaking Hawaiian. I mean, they didn't speak any English to you. Yeah. You just had to f- figure it out, you know? <laughs> like, how, yeah, how did your parents cope with that? Because that's a that's a total mind switch too, right? Because yeah. your kid is going and learning all this stuff. When it's time to do math, when it's time to do, I mean, history is, and stuff like that. It's I mean, hard everything is already. in Hawaiian. So yeah. you're, you're speaking to them in Hawaiian and they're going, oh, I don't know what it is. <laughs> yeah. Well, right? we did... My, me and my parents, like, we spoke English at home. So, you know, I could, I, it was more me. I was the one that had to, like, switch my brain switch from, like, yeah. But then they all were also, like, back in those days, never had books. We had to, every weekend, cut and paste. Wow. Put the Hawaiian on top of the English. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Wow. We did that every weekend. Like, all the parents would do that. Because, wow. like, never had books, you know. And if had a book, it was, like, we had one book and everybody had to share. <laughs> you know, it's like... <laughs> Yeah, so that's where, that was my origin was, yeah, I grew up, like, you know, speaking Hawaiian fluently and... Your and parents are both Hawaiian? No, only dad. Oh, okay. Yeah, only okay. dad. Um, mom thinks she is, but I don't know, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows? So did you grow up immersed in the music and the, and the culture too? Yeah, hula, and hula everything? everything. I danced from when I was like three until I was, I don't know, right before I left 
worked for LA. I danced for a long time. And I thought that maybe that would, you know, I would do something in that capacity too, yeah. just because I was so involved in the hello. But, um, but yeah, I ended up, eventually I picked music and that was, that was hmm. the way to go. Yeah. So, yeah. oh, go ahead. No, no. So you're the, the band that you're, auditioning for mm-hmm. was a rock band right yeah it was like a pop rock band so were you already into that music because i noticed now that a lot of the things that you do you cover 90s rock yeah you know, i like love grunge. 90s rock. yeah so <laughs> when did that switch over from hawaiian music and that culture to what you were doing now or what that band was doing well i think i think it was like my senior year when i was all emo <laughs> <laughs> I hated the world. I was like, oh my God, what am I doing here? Nobody knows who I am anymore. You know, like, woe is me. I think, I mean, I definitely got into like more of, you know, the 90s grunge and rock. Like, so you pro jam in Nirvana? Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, huge. This is your this is your pro jam guy, by yeah? the way. Yeah. yeah. Nine Inch Nails and oh, all yeah. that. Oh, yeah. All those. Oh, yeah. This is ca- right up Kyle's this is, Yeah. Kyle's, Kyle's very those. excited now to talk about <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, and I just, I, I was like, that's all I would walk around with my disc man and listen, <laughs> you know, to like that kind of music. Were you just, dressed goth and everything? No, 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 dad would not be <laughs> I was going to say, that would be dad kind of nuts. Yeah, walk around, like, come no. in, all goth out. <laughs> yeah. What is this? What you? Yeah, okay. It's like, what? You look like death. Why? No. <laughs> just emo on the inside. On thing. the inside. Yeah, yeah, I was yeah. a closet emo. <laughs> 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 so did you uh, did you do any theater or anything? While you were I did up? do theater, yes. Um, not the whole way through. I was in Glee Club, you know. Ever since you you, know, I, I think it was like tenth grade is when you can audition. So I was in Glee Club. I was also the song director for my my senior class. Oh wow! Um, did you guys win? And we won. There you oh. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that was fun too. It was, yeah, I've always been in you know like any music or music adjacent kind of a you know thing the first instrument you learned was guitar or piano or was ook i mean the, oh, okay. yeah that was what they they gave all of us at school like i think we were in first or second grade they gave us all ooks to take home and, oh, really? and that's and that was like the first thing i ever played and i and i loved it and you I learned did you learn ear or they taught you chords or? they taught us chords but yeah i pretty much did everything by ear that was wow. how i started and then i did take piano lessons because you know i'm asian and <laughs> your parents are going to send you to either violin or piano true and true. so yeah. i chose piano and it was just kind of like i did a few maybe a few years when i was older of lessons but my teacher was already like he knew that that's how i operated was mostly like by ear and mm. not by you know sight reading i mean i can but to to know the difference yeah yeah he was really good i I always tell people at least in my day the way that you learned is um they would just give you music and you'd play a lot of the classical stuff and whatnot you have to learn and it was so boring yeah you know i'm five years five years old trying to play like bach and stuff and if they just like would ask like what kind of music are you into maybe give you some of the sheet music for that i think i think that's why my son never really got into drums because when i learned drums it was here's a set we're gonna start a band you need to learn how to play drums and i (laughs) sat there Mm -hmm. learning beatles songs for like days and days and days and just trying to work out a beat and my son we sent him to um uh to Scott to learn how to play drums and he's you know he went to Juilliard and the whole thing but he was teaching him you know here's the notes for this yeah, here's yeah. the ah. notes for this and my son was just like I don't know what the hell all of yeah. this stuff mm. is and it kind of I don't know you're sorry, not enjoying music say, at that sorry point. Scott Schaefer yeah. it's not your fault yeah. <laughs> but you know it, it was yeah. he never yeah. really learned songs and yeah. it wasn't until kind of towards the end when he was saying oh, Dad, I don't want to do this anymore <laughs> that, that, then it was okay well here's the song and Scott would play something and then you know my son would have to yeah. play along so like so. yeah when my daughter you know she, she hasn't gotten into it but when she comes out she's like I want to learn how to play a little bit I'm like okay pick up fa- your favorite Taylor Swift song you know mm-hmm. like let's learn that first yeah. well, nice. like that, that way at least she's interested in it yeah. versus yeah. I go you're going to learn all the Kyle Crater boys from first album to- <laughs> she's not going to want to <laughs> Play, that's you know? how I learned though is from Kyle Crater Boy. Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, yeah. There you <laughs> go. That's our generation. Yeah, yeah everybody yeah. learned how to play surf and stuff first. Yeah, that was right? a prerequisite, I think, to pick up the ukulele. I know. Mm-hmm. You gotta learn yeah. surf. But it's yeah. hard because I like because Troy was so 
advanced with his playing. I don't nah. Like I don't know how you don't just kill fight as soon as you pick the thing up. You listen to his like surf and go, yeah, I can't do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. His playing is very technical, and it's but it's not. Um, it's easy to to, and that's why the, that's the beauty of that that band. You know, like it's easy to understand the concept. Mm. The executing is a little harder, but yeah. But to just to get the basics is is not. I don't know because when I hear people like you know you were talking about how you learn by ear right and <laughs> I sit there thinking wow so you just sit there you have no idea what the chords are and you're like okay if I if I do like eagle claw <laughs> this is that note this is that note on the ukulele you know what I mean yeah and it always it always trips me out when people can do that because there's a there's a certain a large amount of dedication that it takes to do that because you're you're sitting there strumming and figuring out where your fingers go in order to make that noise. Yeah. Right? You also have a... I did have a general concept of, you know, this was a F and this was a C. I didn't know, you know like how to apply those those chords and you know where where it went in the song yeah. but that's how you figure out that's how you learn it you know by ears like oh it sounds like this chord okay then move on to the next one and yeah i mean i don't know i think it's voodoo every single time <laughs> <laughs> every so time what instrument are you most comfortable with right now um that's interesting i mean i guess if i'm gonna sit and write I guess I would pick up a guitar, even though that's not, I feel like that's what I'm least good at or just have an understanding of. You know, I can play, you know, I can, you know, do basic rhythm stuff, but I'm not like, you know, going to Van Halen and shred it up, you know. (laughs) Um, But to me, that's usually the easiest thing instead of powering everything up and starting. But it would be between, if I'm writing, I would probably go between guitar and piano to, to do that. Your mother well, would be so proud, yeah. I know. You started She's like, see? <laughs> that's why. <laughs> that's why we sent you. But also, I was told that like, if you wanted to learn one instrument that you can play everything else later and understand, it would be the piano, right? It is. Yeah. 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 It is. Yeah. Because it's a visual, visual representation of all the notes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you can also hear, you know, like the left hand is like what the bass, you would hear the bass do. And then the right hand is like kind of more the melody and, and all that stuff. So, yeah, you do have a concept of like, you know, both sides of like the, the the musical scale kind of side yeah so i think now we're caught up to the point where she was going to well, join that band right yeah okay. <laughs> yes. so, thank so, you okay. I, I, we needed we needed that 20 a minutes context, was, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> john you have a question well i was gonna say so so the band obviously did, did not work out no and so well you, not for me well anyway. did you even play with them for a bit i did a demo um i also signed a seven-year 360 contract with this production company that was a serious band and it wasn't just like hey let's form a band have fun yeah they were they threw like a lot of money at it and it was like you know yeah it was being shopped to like all the all the majors and stuff like that but i kind of knew immediately when i got to los angeles that like i wanted to do music but i didn't want to be in this band Mm. the guy was very creepy (laughs) it was like literally after we got off the plane that we they took us to lunch and the first conversation they had with us was it was two girls and two guys and was we own you if if we're you know if we want you to get your nose done if you want you to get a boob job if you want the guys to you know like Work out more steroids, or whatever. Yeah, yeah steroids. Like basically. So they're kind of like a boy band kind of yeah. model where they just kind of groomed you or, guys to be or, there. Yeah. Or a K-pop band. Yeah. Yeah. K-pop. Basically, yeah. yeah. yeah it was basically like that. Wow. Like they wanted it to be like that kind of. So when I, I was already, I, I'm, in, I'm 19. I've never like, you know, been like did anything like this before. So I was like freaked out. Yeah. <laughs> like I've... major, you know, and I was, it was. I was away from home. I mean, I, you know, at that point, like, I hadn't lived really, um, I mean, I lived at home, but my family lived on the Big Island. My parents and my brother lived on the Big Island for a long time. And so I was still on Oahu. So I I didn't have that. I mean, I was glad that I knew how to, like, take care of myself. You know, I'm living in this studio apartment, like, you know, by myself in Los Angeles. But it was also, like, just kind of a really huge and... uh, just kind of eye-opening experience you know like getting stuck in this situation when i'm that young yeah and 
I mean, it sucked. I won't lie. Like, it really sucks because I was like, I did, I recorded the demo and it was all my music. Oh, wow. It was all original stuff that I had written. But, and I didn't, it wasn't supposed to be like that initially, but the guy heard my music. He was like, oh, I think, you know, we should do your songs. I was like, okay. And then I heard the songs and I'm like, this isn't what I thought it was going to be like. Mm-hmm. You know, it was just, just to literally have no control over like the artistic side. It was wow. just something that I just, that killed me. And at that point, it wasn't even cover tunes. It was original music that they wanted to produce. Yeah. That they would probably tell you, oh, so, so-and-so wrote it, and then you got to play it. And or, Yeah. Wow. Yeah. And, and then they do this thing where they go, well, because I, I produced and I changed it a little bit over here, it's going to be Kavehi and John Yamasato wrote exactly. this song. Oh, yeah. really? And yeah. then you don't get And shit. then they get a yeah. cut. Yeah. <laughs> then they get a cut of your money. Yeah. yeah. So I basically had to just say aloha to those songs. Bye. And wow. just, it became theirs. I, right when I fulfilled my, I, you know, I was required to record this demo and I did it. And as soon as I did it, I was like, I'm out. Peace, Peace I'm out. out. Yeah. Out, yeah. And they let you, they let you out easily? Nope. I waited seven years to, to oh record another album. Holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was stuck. And, but I moved to LA. I actually met my husband. That's how I met him. Was, oh, that's good. Oh, so good. He so was good that, yeah. writing music for, a television show at the time he wasn't working on my project but i had met him in that same studio and yeah oh. that's where that's where we met so i'm i'm grateful because it got me my better half but i also yeah. hated that experience because it was like you know t- so young and stuck you know mm-hmm. what so happened to the other members i have no idea hmm. well were I, they all from hawaii they uh the girl lived in Hawaii, but she wasn't from Hawaii. Mm. Um, and one of the guys was from Hawaii. I think his name was Carl. The other guy was like from LA, but you know, was here. Was here. I don't think he actually was here, but yeah. Wow, that's so trippy. Yeah. So wait, you met your husband like 20 I was 19. years ago? Yeah. Wow. Yep. I was 19. Well, you years met old. him right away then when right you moved away. to LA. Yeah, oh, wow. that was well. That was the first my first LA experience was like I, I lived out there for two months, and then I came. I met him, but we weren't. You know, we just I just met him, and we were friends. But I was still, I still moved back after that that first LA jaunt, and that was kind of like where I decided. As soon as I came back, I was like, okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna move all of my stuff, and for real, like move to LA. And so I spent the rest of the, well, t- the but, year. Okay, so. My, I guess my question is, you're 19 now. You signed a seven-year deal. You can't technically do, do much anything. else. So why go to LA? Just like, to get what, like, what were you gonna? What, like, what was the plan? Because I guess you could play clubs and stuff and yeah. just play yeah. around. But yeah, I just make, I wanted to just be in that environment and okay. like I know myself well enough. Like I love home so much. To me, that's kind of a problem. Like, I don't ever want to do anything when I'm here. I want to hang with my family and my friends, go beach, drink, you know, just like zero. I don't have any drive here. And I just knew that if I removed myself from all of my comforts, that I would force myself to, you know, kind of break out of this thing. I do absolutely credit for that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Huh? I bet you now you could move home and, and still have that drive, oh, yeah. you know, now. because Oh, yeah, because I know uh, it now. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know what it feels like, and I know, you know, how to keep it, you know, alive. Because mm. at this point, I've been keeping it alive for, yeah, 20 years yeah. now. So, yeah, I would feel comfortable doing that. But at the time, it was like, no, nope, I got to get out of here. Is your husband from nope. California? Oh, from California, yeah. Oh, okay. He's from okay. Los Angeles. So yeah. he's is he still writing as well for... No TV shows and stuff. No, when when I left, he left. We both left together. Oh, okay. Yeah. So so what? Now you're based out of Kansas now. Mm-hmm. So what made that? <laughs> like, where does that come from? Because that's I want to be as uncomfortable as possible. Yeah, it's like <laughs> this. Basically. Really? I mean, sort of. Because yeah, your husband had no roots there either. You no, I, I thought maybe he was from Kansas. No, nope. so that's how you got there. Well, we got to Kansas because we were like the last. I lived in LA for about ten for ten years. So the last two years, we decided on after too much sake to quit our jobs <laughs> and just try to do do music. So like I was busking, I was like like playing out on the streets like for I don't know I want to say like six to eight hours like almost every single You're day. You did a full wow. Hollywood thing. Then. Yeah, wow. I had to 
bring a car battery with me so I can like power all of my stuff. <laughs> Holy smokes. And so I just go from one spot to one spot. And, you know, we did that for a long time, but it also meant that we were broke at that at the end of that, you know, yeah. two year. We'll and get into it later, but when you're doing that on the streets of LA, was the looper already involved? In it that? was at that point. Wow, that was early then. No, it wasn't until like, you know, until the tail end of my LA stay. So at that okay. point, I was already in, you know, my mid-20s when I started. Okay. Maybe late. That's still early. Late That's still 20s. early That's still though. Late looper. 20s, yeah. You're one of the first persons I ever saw use that thing. <laughs> <laughs> at least to the, ex- to the extent that it's yeah. used. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, here's a beat yeah and they play the beat or here's the bass line and that's it yeah. and you're you do a fully formed band can we talk song. about that right now yeah sure <laughs> i don't like well, it i don't well, like it's from devon no, but, I, I but i mean how do listening who've never yeah, no. who've never seen her so <laughs> how did you get wind of this thing that could give you that kind of sound like did you walk by and go what is that thing and just learn from there or somebody turned you on to it or how, what, yeah what's, what's the star behind that because to me that took your career to another level it did hmm. yeah i was like at that point i was just doing singer songwriter i had a band at one point and that was really difficult to like get five knuckleheads in a band together i mean you know i mean it's just like everyone to have the same vision it's hard what to do that, that that was in the next round Sorry. And so after that, I just did the singer-songwriter thing for a long time. And then my husband took me to this a show. And this guy, his name is John Bryan. And in, in L.A., he, had this, he played at this place called The Largo. And it was the very first time I ever saw anybody loop. He used a tape, a tape machine to loop. And oh I, I was like, my mind, like, you enter this club and... It's just like the whole stage is just a bunch of different instruments. He literally looks like a mad scientist. He goes to one thing, pound, like grabs a hammer, is pounding on the the, key, the piano, you know, strings within the piano. So at that point, there wasn't a looper invented yet. No, I, no it was like just all tape. And oh, so I so thought strange. when I saw wow. this guy doing this live, I was like, my mind was fucking blown. Yeah. I was just like, I can't believe that this is possible to do. And so... I just, you know, it kind of took me a couple of years to finally get the balls to, to do it. And then I, I saw, I looked it up and I saw that there's this one pedal, this, it's called a Boss RC30. And it's, you, you only get two tracks, but you know, it's like the thing that you, that you should start. And so I bought it and I took it home and I, you know, tried it out and a month or two in, this is of like, I'm literally every single day and night, like I'm like. I'm wake up in my pajamas. I'm going to the garage trying to figure out how to use this piece of shit looper that's not working. <laughs> Thinking it's not me. It's the thing. It's not me. And I'm like, and you know, and then it's like nighttime and I haven't even eaten yet because I'm just like, just trying to figure wow. out how to do this. And then finally, my husband comes into the garage and he sits down and he's like, I don't think it's working. <laughs> he tells me that. He's like, I don't think it's, I don't think, I just don't think it's something that you're going to be able to do. Hmm. And so I said. That was a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and he knows me well enough yeah. because it was kind of oh. after that. I kind of did. It was just kind of like, I don't know how it happened. It was just finally one day I just was able to do. I like figured out how to loop and do it in time. And I thought, I'm, I'm so good at time. I have like the greatest timing in the world. No. <laughs> no. It just There's so much when you like are you know faced with this impossible contraption like how am i going to figure this out eventually you just have to it just takes time you think your um husband did that on purpose though? oh yeah yeah i I guarantee you he did because if my my wife told me i don't think you can clean the yard i go oh yeah watch me yeah Yeah. right it's a challenge yeah Yeah. he's i'm I'm totally like my wife tells me stuff like that i go yeah okay yeah I just lay back down on the couch. See, that's the smart way. <laughs> exactly. Instead, me, I have to, you know, I have to show them, you know. Yeah, this garbage bag is so heavy. I don't think you can carry it out mm. to the can tonight, you know. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> that's why you have kids, because then yeah. you go, you, I don't yeah. think you can carry it out. Yeah, you're right. Hey, son, go. So yeah. when, when it did finally click, that's when everything changed. Yeah, and it just, I have that kind of personality, too, where it's like, you know, small kind OCD. Mm. And yeah. I cannot, once I, I picked up that first pedal and used it to its capabilities i was like well it's not enough i gotta get a bigger one so i got the one step up and then then i was up to like six tracks and then it was like well 
that's not enough. Now I feel stuck. Like you just kind of figure out when you're doing it that you're like, I'm stuck to, you know, eight bars of this thing that I don't want to wait eight bars to come, you know, figure out the next thing. And so that's when I took the jump to software. And after, which is, I use this program called Ableton and that's what Mm -hmm. I use to do all of my like, and there it's like the, the possibilities are endless. You can literally do anything and that's kind of how i picked up you know how to use all these different sounds but it's different. completely like learning a different instrument oh it after is everything you learn right? yeah oh it yeah is. yeah it's a completely different skill you yeah. have i mean, I mean you that's have like to. drawing with a pencil and then not like, okay now here's a computer yeah you know oh that's how you had to learn yeah, yeah. but once I, you figured it out then you were like oh okay yeah but this you know you gotta take that next step right yeah you gotta be challenged to take that next yeah. step yeah and I hope I never, like, you know, that's the one thing that I'm always wanting to do. Like, I never want to just be stuck in one place. Like, I'm happy, you know, I have friends that, like, you know, they're stuck in a certain genre or stuck in a certain year, decade. And that's, like, all, that's the only kind of music they want to create. <laughs> <laughs> do I listen to it and enjoy it? Yes. But, like, I also, I want to always be, I hope I'm always evolving and and, you know, learning how to be better in a different capacity has the technology technology changed a lot since then there's a looper now obsolete, oh, yeah. and there's something even uh, better like oh, a looper well, she 24, she's got the, yeah. xc model or something like yeah that. I mean, yeah i mean watching she's like took 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 yeah yeah i think so, the software is so you know yeah. the the box uh, it's just a it's a pad but it has all these tiny little squares on it yeah is that just a, a trigger thing that mm-hmm. is triggering different sounds or something? Well, you what, can, what is being fed through that? Because everybody has that. I don't know what that is. Yeah. Well, you could do a bunch of different things with that. Um, a lot of it's basically just a MIDI controller. And so oh, I see. what I use it with is I use it. I just kind of MIDI map everything to like, okay, th- when, I'm, when I'm in this section of the song, I want to record at this part of the song. And then record this particular sound in the in the verse section or this particular sound in the chorus section and the turn is a whole different thing so each box kind of represents a different segment of i see and sound you know and you can map it to like you know if you trigger it then it's going to turn whatever that instrument is on record it right and stop recording when you either hit it or you, now you can even program it to you know stop recording like just through MIDI. Time? yeah wow well yeah because because i was getting confused because <laughs> like uh I, I so you know jake started doing this his looping stuff and i, I could kind of understand that but then then i saw mike love when he came in here <sighs> and he did his thing oh, yeah. but he's doing live but then uh there's like you know elise trowers oh yeah yeah she, she, so but she's doing looping but then i wouldn't see her triggering anything huh and i'm like how is she doing live looping if it's not because normally you got to hit the trigger on and yeah. off right but i think she has it pre-programmed into the song already so like once she starts the loop you know certain things are gonna once it loops it's just gonna keep she doesn't have to go back and turn yeah. it off and on and stuff yeah right? so i'm yeah. not i'm not there yet with my you know i, I don't really <laughs> i kind of like to you're more, you're more like Mike. Like, you're doing it. Yeah. In, I like to be involved. In yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, it keeps my brain, like... And I hate... Because, like, I hate performing live. It's, like, one of my least favorite things to do. Really? <laughs> oh, yeah. I still... I've done it for so long at this point, And I keep thinking it's going to be, like, something that I'm, like, yes. Like, I'm so excited. But every time, it's, like, pulling teeth. I have to, like, psych myself into... Going up there every single time. Which fun okay, to watch you on. play live. Because yeah, people love watching you play live. It's the most yeah. interesting thing to watch. Well, that's why I do the looping mostly, essentially, because of that. You know, because I'm so immersed in what I'm doing that sometimes I do forget like where I'm at. You know, I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, shit. <laughs> hey, oh, look at hey, all these people. <laughs> yeah. Hi. That's right. I'm doing this. I'm doing this in front of a bunch of people. Now I'm terrified again. <laughs> so depending on the song, uh, do you decide? Okay, so this one I have to do percussion first. This one I have to do the you know whatever the rhythm line is, or this one. Uh, is that how you process it? So you take a song. Okay, this one I need to do the yeah. beats first. This one I need to do the. I mean, is that how? I just like yeah. I, I mean, I'll hear a song and then I'll I'll like take it apart. And then it's it's up to you, you know, how you put it back together, mm. you know, like. But most of the time, it's beatboxing or percussion. Yeah, right? yeah. I hear you do beatboxing. Yeah, then. I like to. I mean, it does help to have a beat to like go to build with. on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Instead of like hearing the 
click in your ear, the metronome the whole time. Like it's nice yeah. to have something else that you to set the the tone. And then know? hearing you do the harmonies on something, and then all of a sudden they like all come together, and you go, "Holy shit, that was amazing!" Yeah, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you because you have to. I mean, granted, it's your voice that you're singing against, yeah. but you still has to be on key when you're doing it in this tiny little <laughs> like eight bars of something, yeah. right? Yeah, and now it's even easier. Like. I use this um, this little box. It's called uh, Voice Live uh, Touch. I think I use something different now, actually, than that. But it's from TC Helicon, and basically, it's it's mm. connected to your MIDI. So then you can use your. I do that a lot now too. I cheat. I just play the the notes that should be. At. I'm singing through the mic, but it's also singing using that. Oh yeah, notes. yeah, yeah. I saw that oh. when you were walking down the street. You were doing that. Yeah, like it, it no. triggers. Like if I'm singing the a key the c chord or whatever as long as i'm pressing those notes c e and g it's singing those it's using the mic to pick up what i'm saying and producing those notes like it's Whoa. like it's interesting yeah, yeah. you can Technology, do anything man so complicated it is wait getting, getting back to the live thing let, let me ask you this question because I, I have a i feel similarly to oh, you. oh you do well not not in, in the sense that i always like I'm always driving to the gig going like, ah, oh, man, like, I gotta do it. But then when I get there and I play, I have a good time. Yeah. And then I get off the stage and then I go home. And then I think like, I don't think about it. But is it more, uh, once once you're on stage, don't you enjoy yourself? I do. Okay. I do. Right. But There's... you also enjoy the after party too, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, 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 this, talking about a guy yeah, that yeah. after he won his hoku, he went home and took a nap. Real <laughs> 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 party. So you, you are two different people, John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. but... But I just wanted to make sure that when she's on stage, yeah. she's... Because I do enjoy once I... Get, most of the time. Uh, when I'm on stage, I'm enjoying myself. But yeah, me too, most of the I'm time. I'm always <laughs> on the way there going like, oh, man, I could have taken a nap today or something, but I got to go do this. <laughs> yeah. Can, yeah. Yeah, I it's I was the playing getting Fortnite there. right now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, okay, but... Oh, that's good. So, yeah, yeah you do I, do, I do enjoy myself. But, yeah, I'm like you, man. Like, I'd rather just sit in the studio all day and just yeah. like, create stuff. Yeah. And then you can do it at your own pace and nobody's... Yeah. Yeah. There's no. There's not that pressure. You know. Like. Yeah. I like the. I like the creating part. Like that stuff's fun from, to me. Yeah. From a business income perspective, though, is it the live concerts that bring in the income, or is it the YouTube videos and the and the videos that you make that bring in? Well, actually, it's none of those. It's the corporate gigs that bring in the income, really. Mm. Mm. Um, oh, so you're just building portfolio pieces when you. Yeah. Mm. So I do lots of like you know like all of these tech companies like intel google you know they all want to do um they do these like conferences and a lot of it you know they want to have like somebody cool and hit mm -hmm, because yeah. you know they're mm -hmm. you know coming from a you know stiffer side like a corporation side so a lot of them are like well, a pharmaceutical and you have that company tech kind of wrapped into your yep. yeah. yeah and i'm a chick yeah. <laughs> and most of these places are filled with dudes. Yeah. You know? Bunch of nerdy dudes. Yeah, too, right? so, you know, it kind of works out like That's that. That's a robot lady. Yeah. <laughs> there's not a lot of women yeah, that do what yeah, I do. Yeah. You know, there's yeah. like, I've seen lots of really great, you know, guys like Reggie Watts and all that doing like cool looping stuff, but like women. No. You did a lot of TED Talks, yeah? I did. <laughs> I did. And that was one of those, I did one in, when I did one in Nashville, that was one of the ones I was like, okay, don't swear. Don't swear. Don't swear. Don't swear. <laughs> You're at a TED conference. Don't say it. Don't say it. And okay. I just, like, at the very end, she had asked, you know, the commentator had asked me a question. I was like, I can't remember what I said. I said something like, sometimes, you know, sometimes you just have to figure shit out or something. Uh -huh. And then it became the hashtag of the <laughs> TED conference. And I'm like, oh, my God, Kamehi, why? Why? It's yeah. true, though. Sometimes you just got to figure shit out. Yeah, you do. Yeah, just, you that just... must be one of the most nerve-wracking things, though, the TED Talk. Because you got to only perform. I don't perform. understand gotta, what TED... You got to get okay. interviewed TED talk. at the same no, time. I know what a TED Talk yeah. is, and yeah. I've seen TED Talks. But is... Because I, I thought the TED Talk was like there was this place that you would go to and you'd see a ted talk mm -hmm. or they'd travel through universities but it says like every state has their own ted talks and anybody can mm -hmm. set up a ted talk oh is that I, how it works i don't know i have no idea yeah i don't know either yeah, hawaii has them too 
Yeah. Really? So how do you how do you no, but uh, how are you able to brand they, they call your thing talk. as a TED no, talk? It's, it's an organization. Yeah, I, yeah. So sure you write to them and you go like, I'd like to host a TED talk. Something. Okay, oh, yeah, and I'm sure there's like guidelines and you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. You, you can do up. a TED talk. You could. I don't, I don't, about what? Fortnite. Uh, Fortnite. <laughs> Fortnite. Yeah. yeah. Uh, taking naps. Um, how to be fundamentally CEO of naps. Yeah. How to be super busy but be fundamentally lazy all at the same time. Okay, Kavea, I definitely want to. Uh, we'll come back, but I want to pivot because I wanted to definitely touch on the subject. Something's dear to my heart as well. But you are a pizza aficionado. Oh, yes. And um, what, what, I guess, I don't want to say what brought that up because pizza is amazing. But you, do you like different styles of pizza? Or are you, are you just like, what is it about pizza that's just so your thing? What is there not to love about pizza? Yeah. Bread, good. So cheese, good. <laughs> are you so pizza high makamaka that you don't deal with the, the, oh, no. the commercial stuff like Domino's and Pizza Hut? No, I do not discriminate when it comes to pizza, okay? okay. Domino's, one of my favorite things to do if, if my husband Paul is not with me and I'm doing a gig is to go to the hotel room, order Domino's <laughs> pizza, <laughs> Thin crust, thin crust Domino's pizza. She's having gave me to like a reverie. Have a bottle of wine. Yeah, I'm already in that head space right now. I'm there. I'm there, enjoying myself. That's like one of my favorite things to do. Is that's what I do. You know, so I don't care. You know, as long as it's not junk. Yeah, I would just think your taste for pizza being in the mainland would be a different level. Really, like he's pizza in Kansas, man. That's true. But my husband makes excellent pizza. He makes oh. one of the best pizzas I've ever eaten, and I've eaten a lot of pizza. Wow. He makes his own dough, like from scratch, wow. Like, wow. with like yeast that's from like some island off of Italy somewhere. Yeah, it's, he's wow. he's very. You guys have the pizza oven. And Got all. the oven. We the have one a uni cooks, oven. The one that cooks at like nine hundred degrees, and mm-hmm. you just put the pizza in for like one minute and pull the it. thing off. That's it. already. Yeah. Oh, nice. Mm-hmm. My wife only makes tostitos. <laughs> Hey, tostitos is good. I hate that thing. I it's love like cardboard and meat. Hey, bro, you gotta put the extra cheese on top, and then so it's okay. Gross. This guy yeah. is uh, pretty impressive because he yeah. also does your videography. He does. He does all the videos. He also like mixes all of my albums and really, yeah, everything. Wow. So, um, what? I guess um, without going into too much detail, like, what are you typically shooting with, like, for for your setup? Wait, wait, wait. We didn't do the pizza for very long, man. That was like two minutes. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. Let's. Okay. You want to talk? About, okay. I, want, I want to get her recommendations well, let, let, for pizza here. Let me ask stuff, you this you know? question: Of the chains, what's the superior chain of pizza? Say like Domino's, Pizza Hut, Papa John's, Little oh, Caesars. Oh, Round Table all Round Table. Round Table in Kailua specifically. Yeah. If you if you haven't been to Round Table, I have been there, but not in a long time. You gotta go back because the. They, they those ovens, it. they don't make the pizza anywhere else. Like, I mean, there's a round table in Waikiki. Mm-hmm. Sorry, you guys, but it's not the same. So you got <laughs> to go to the similar. one in Kailua. It's, not... it's similar, but it's not the same. Bro. Mm. It's it's similar. But they I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's the, the ovens they use. You're or talking the about the Kailua one, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. The Kailua one is amazing. You single-handedly keep the place in business, probably. <laughs> <laughs> right up. Well, that's the thing. The pizza is expensive. It's like $25 yeah. a pizza. Oh, but yeah, that burger is good. Expensive. There's an old-school pizza parlor, too. Mm-hmm. It reminds me of yes. Shakey's. Like well, know, they, they rebooted yeah, yeah. it. They rebooted it. But see now, okay, so downtown, there is uh, uh, Black Shamrock. Black Shamrock just opened, and they're, oh, they're a pizza place. And they were originally owned by the guy who owns J.J. Dolan's. You've oh, been yeah. to J.J. Dolan's, oh, right? Okay. So times, yeah. that's the interesting thing about, thing about the downtown pizzerias. So there's J.J. Dolan's. Mm-hmm. He left there, said, you cannot use my name. And so they made it J. Dolan's. Right. He yep. said, yeah. And he opened up Black Shamrock. Now, Black Shamrock is the JJ from JJ Dolan's. He's just down the street. It's right across from uh, Murphy's. But those guys, like he put in a whole new oven, the whole thing. It's the pizza there is amazing. They only they're only open with pizza on Fridays and Saturdays. Oh, I gotta go there. So their their pizzas awesome. And then you got Pizza Mamo, which is just up the street. Haven't been there, but I've heard of that place. Oh, Pizza Mamo is fantastic. But I, I forgot. I forgot that we're dealing with a food. Yeah, that's right. You're like talking <laughs> to her about pizza. I'm like, bro, we Genius can talk pizza. We, go, you know what? Let's we go, go talk pizza. Let's go eat one right now. I know. I'll <laughs> get you so hungry for pizza. I like, don't like believe. Like but we used to have Shakey's here, pizza. and now Shakey's yeah. is gone. Yeah, I know. Yeah. So Pizza Mamo. Where's Pizza Mamo? Pizza Mamo is just up the street. It's on Hotel. Um, oh, so, so there's a lot of pizza yeah. downtown now. Oh. No, yeah, there's a lot of pi- pizza places downtown that that are undiscovered or people have discovered they just haven't gone. But you, uh, but it's nice because uh, Pizza Mama changes their specials every week. Um, 
Black Shamrock changes their specials every Friday. And, and JJ's one of those guys. He just sits there thinking up different ways to make pizza. But they don't they do not do takeout. So you have to eat the pizza there. Right, it comes good. hot out of the oh, oven. Yeah. They slam it on a table. You just, oh, it's fantastic. And, the you know, it's that thin crust mm-hmm. that's... Um, kind of like, Na- not Naples style, but yeah, thin, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But living in L.A., I mean, you must have been spoiled eating pizza there. Yeah, and Italy. I've been to Italy so many oh, times. Oh, my God. The motherland. Like that. The motherland. <laughs> I literally eat pizza yeah. every day when I go See, there. See, like, yeah. for me, once I eat high-quality sushi, uh-huh. I kind of eat kozos anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? But the fact Sorry, that, kozos. The They're fact not going to sponsor us anymore. <laughs> the fact that quiet, quiet, you can now. eat Domino's and enjoy it, that's uh-huh. awesome. Yeah, that just, yeah, I just... I, I just, I don't know what it is. I just love it. Like, it to me, it's yeah. like a, a complete package, you it's know? It's like a salad and a sandwich all in one. It is. I, I consider yeah. the tomatoes. <laughs> the salad. The salad and <laughs> the fruit. Yeah. I get the, that. I get the cheese, get protein. Yeah. Right. And, and wine and is grape. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's, I heard it's good for your heart. Yeah. Yeah. And, but um, you're not a, so you're not, it's not a necessarily a toppings thing. It's more just. I was going to say, do you have so a So you could be a topping? pie, like a margarita pie would be fine. That's my, my favorite is a margarita pizza. Okay. Yeah. And I, actually, the only time I, so my husband's a vegetarian. He's never had meat in his entire life. Oh my gosh! Yeah, wow. his parents were what hippies and like <laughs> raised him that way. Yeah, really? Yeah. Wow! And he making pizza for you, and he not even eating it. Well, then. he's cheese. He makes cheese. You know, like he eats he cheese. He makes cheese. No, he doesn't. Oh, he okay. did try to do that, but we didn't. We weren't. We were unsuccessful in that. <laughs> but we, he makes margarita pizzas. That's like all day, every day, and wow. he, you know. Vegan is when you cannot eat cheese and eggs and all yeah, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah. He's not a vegan. He's a vegetarian. So he eats egg and cheese. But only when I come here, I eat. I eat. I got to eat fish when I come here because uh, it's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah. I, I, I like pretty much fill up on every day I'm eating fish because <laughs> when I go Kansas, I don't really want to eat fish when I'm in Kansas. Not, really. <laughs> not much fish. Fresh fish. Got to be trout. Kansas, yeah. Yeah. Not really the Bass, place to yeah. eat fish. Bass, yeah. Trout. Yeah. They, yeah. spell, they spell pokey with an I. Yeah, sorry, yeah. Kansas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What was, oh, we never even got into what what made you go to Kansas? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We didn't go back. Yeah, well, she, like, well, she kind of did one of these. Yeah. <laughs> she said it was just, I mean, we were, we were like dead broke and needed to sell. We couldn't afford our house anymore at that point. So we're like, okay, we need to leave Los Angeles because we are broke and we don't even have time to create anything. And so, Paul, I was on a gig in Pennsylvania. I was like playing a college gig or something. And um, the plan was to move to Portland. That was the plan. Mm. And then he calls me up. He's like, hey, check your email. I was like, wow, this place. He's like, I found this place. It's an old, like, built in the 1800s uh, brick building. And it has two recording studios. It's like 9,000 square feet. There's like a living space on a the house? second floor. It's a building. A oh, building, okay. Damn. You bought a building and in so Kansas? He, he was like, check this building out. We can work and live. Turnkey tomorrow. I said, this is amazing. How did you find this in Portland? <laughs> <laughs> Funny thing. Crickets. <laughs> Crickets. <laughs> and then he's like, well, it's actually not in Portland. It's in Kansas. I'm like, Kansas? Neither of us had ever been. And so I was like, well, what do you think? He's like, I, I think it's going to, like, after this weekend, it's going to be gone. I was like, okay. So we he literally spent, like, the last, I don't know, few hundred dollars that we had to, like, fly there, look at it, flew back, called me up. He's like, let's, I think we should, you know, I think we should, buy this place so a property there wow. i would assume is much cheaper way than, cheaper yeah but infinitely the, but the space huge and space the property yeah all i asked him was can we work to if, if we have to can we work tomorrow he's like yeah i said all right make an offer and they accepted it that day wow and so i had never been to kansas i never seen the building <laughs> until we rolled up in, with the u-haul and wow. Paul was sweating. He was like, what if she hates it? I literally bought this building and I don't know if she's going to like it. She didn't even see it. Now, is the yeah. building in the middle of like a, like a store? Like a, mar- like a, a town a somewhere? Town? It's on Main Street. Yeah, it's on Main Street. Okay, so you got like retail t- people right next to you then? Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a. It's not one of those stone throw towns, right? Where you stand on one end and throw a stone and you... But you got to drive a car right? to the next town. Mm. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely a very small 
small town. Like, so it's outside of a, right at, outside of a larger town, which is uh, Lawrence. And that oh, okay. has every, like, that has the big, you know, basketball Kansas school. U, yeah. Exactly. There, yeah. And so, you know, there's lots of stuff in that city, like, to do and stuff. And did this, yeah. Did the studio come decked out with equipment already? Everything. Wow. wow. Came was, with gear and all. Who was what? that before? Like Willie Nelson this, or something? It was <laughs> a band called, they were called the Get Up Kids. They were kind of like in the Midwest, kind of, but Nirvana recorded there at one point. Oh, what? no way. There was a, but you could see like inside the wall, like inside on the brick, they have all these people that wrote their names, like on, like etched it out on the brick. So it was There's, literally a recording whoa. studio that recorded top band yeah it was like a legit like i think in the night in the 90s it was a legit place do you know the studio name it it was called called back then was like red house red roof red something red roof yeah (laughs) wait a second nirvana would record in kansas well the there was a venue there that like all of them stopped at like they all Mm. played at at this at these two venues, one was called the Bottleneck, and the other one is called the Outhouse. Now it's a strip club. All right, oh, wow. yeah, there you go. Well, you choke Mana in that in that house, then, yeah. Yeah, that building, but, I fell in love instant. But hmm. do do you feel like, because uh, you know, Mr. Beast is out of Ohio or something <laughs> like that, and I I always think like, okay, because with high sessions and and here, there's, the space is always an issue. Mm-hmm. Okay, we want to do photos. Where are we going to do it? <laughs> you know, we don't have a build. There's no nowhere to go, you know, to, to do something. We want to shoot this thing, but we like a, this kind of setting. Do you feel that being out there just makes it, I mean, you have all this space now, so it's easier to create and the overhead is lower, so you don't have to, Yep. right? It probably helped out a lot, right? It changed everything. Like to be able to cre- create 24-7 and not have to worry about like paying the electricity bill or buying toilet paper yeah. on, <laughs> charging toilet paper on your credit card you know like not having to like waste any of that brain power and just kind of dedicate a thousand percent into making mm-hmm. stuff i think changed and changed everything but for it's us. essential so if people need you for a gig over here you yeah. Just, yeah i'm on okay yeah, just, and yeah wherever you need me to go i can i can get there and mm-hmm. husband being a videographer and stuff like that he must have fell in love with that house as soon as he walked in because your earlier videos with you on a table with the candles and yeah. the dogs and the background brick. I mean, that's your house. Yeah. And it, then you also did some in the yard. Right? Yep. There's like... And there's so much places to film there within is, your own property that could just... We've used every inch yeah. of that building to record something, <laughs> you know. Yeah, it was. it's amazing. And you can't beat that. I mean, no. it's real, you know. It's not like a studio fake set. It's yeah. Like and it's house. good because um, your your fans are like, Kansas? I don't want to go Kansas. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have want to play with you. <laughs> I actually do have people... Show I did up. have people show up at that building. So oh, we, we don't live there anymore. We used to live there. Yeah. And now we, we live... Somewhere like else. in the country, exactly. <laughs> yeah, how Somewhere far else. away though from the studio? About like a maybe half hour long at the longest away. Okay, but the, now is that studio that you don't live there? Is it being rented out when you guys not using it? We're actually uh, we got this awesome grant like through the state of Kansas, so we're we're uh, doing a whole. It needed because it's a really old building. It needed a lot of love, so we're in the process of fixing it up. And I think we will lease part of it as a studio and then lease part of it as commercial. Yeah. Mm. That is so cool. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, it's great space. Yeah. And it's but weird. but does being there really make you miss home more? Or do you feel like yeah, I travel enough and I get home enough? Yeah, I definitely like I think if I was only there twenty four seven, it definitely I I'd probably have a hard time, you know, mm. not like but where we live now, which is we have we live on a bunch of acres of land. There's no neighbors. We have dogs. And I just, I mean, it's like, it's an oasis for me. It's just very, you know, like the lifestyle of a like musician, you know, it's like you're here, you're there, you're going everywhere. You're, you're talking to plenty of people. Mm-hmm. And so it's nice to come back to this place where I can just completely be free of all those ties and just mm-hmm. relax, mm-hmm. you know. And just get you and him. And yeah. The, and the animals. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Just you got to really be able to get along with your partner. If I was going to say, imagining just me and my wife. I know. Really. 
Which would be awesome, right? Right? Stay on pick up. Oh, it's you again. Stay on pick the dog all weekend. I can do with that. You know, I'm like, I don't know. So does he does he travel at all with you? Most of the time, yes. Yeah. So he'll if he's doing with me with a gig, like he'll run, he'll help me run sound and. You know, if he's like, he doesn't always go, but right, he can take all your photos for you and stuff too. Yeah, and, all your and he does all your shoot. All your PR stuff is done by him too. Like he the, does uh, any video, anything is him. Amazing. Did he have yeah. to learn all that stuff? Or yeah. Did he know how to do it all? Nope. No. He had no. He never owned a camera until. Because his his videography like rivals any other music video out there. Yeah, you know, Paul. So professionally Fra- done. We we love your work. Yeah, <laughs> we're yeah. fans. Yeah, we're we're fans of you too. Yeah. So that one where you grab their head and put it in different boxes yeah. <laughs> is amazing. You ever seen that video? <laughs> no, I never I'll show you it afterwards. It's okay. amazing. Okay. Yeah. Put that off. When he explained me to me what it was, what he his vi- his like vision was, I was like, oh okay. And we literally went to Target and bought boxes and just cut them out yeah. and like. And then when he showed it to me, like the, for the first time, just like a little six second clip of like what his idea was amazing i laughed because i thought it was i was just like blown away by how cool it was yeah. mm-hmm. if for those who want to watch it right now how can they find it on youtube what is the title of that oh song? anthem the song is called anthem anthem okay mm-hmm. yeah, yeah you guys gotta watch it but having him i mean that's got to be because when i when i gig with herb i'm usually like setting up a tripod <laughs> and, hey herb stand over there and i just set up the repo stand <laughs> wait for the picture and then walk he's not even over. joking that yeah, is that's actually how, that's how we do our promo pictures yeah. you know so just you gotta pay Herb extra to smile that's why yeah, yeah. Really. <laughs> yeah. why you pizza Herb yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, okay sure uh, so we because we're a music channel we have one last question for you okay if you were stranded on a desert island for the rest of eternity oh, and could only bring three albums with you to listen to for oh the rest gosh. of all time, what would those three albums be? Oh, my gosh. It can't be greatest hits or live. Oh, my gosh. If you need incentives or inspiration. <laughs> oh, that's so hard. It's a tough question. That is. And that's why we ask it. I know. Okay. Especially because you have so many influences. Do I need yeah. like a specific album? Or I mean, that would be helpful. That well, would be helpful. The problem is we have we've had a lot of millennials on this podcast, and oh. they don't know what an album is. So we do excuse <laughs> yeah. some people because well, it's you not know. necessarily an album, like an MP3 file. They'll go file. like, "Oh, Stevie Wonder, <laughs> yeah. MP3 yeah. album." Yeah. you know. And stuff. Hmm. They don't even know what MP3s are already. Yeah, yeah. they don't know. Yeah, I know. I the picking an actual album though, because that's the difficult part. Because like, I definitely would bring a Beatles album okay. because hmm. the, I. Okay. I love the Beatles. Pro- I'm I'm gonna probably say Revolver, maybe, oh. um, or Sgt. Pepper. I don't know. I like both. Um, and gosh, I mean, I'd have to bring I'd have to bring a Nirvana record because that's what I listened to in my teen years. <laughs> Your rebellious years, yeah, emo years. My yeah. emo years. Oh man! And what would be the third? But which one though? Bleach. In your Edo? In your Edo. Probably, yeah. Oh, in utero? Really? I think. Edo. Right. <laughs> Can't Ure- believe you got it. Wait, what is it called? Ureto. In utero. In utero. Yeah. <laughs> in utero. <laughs> in utero. I knew what you meant, though. That's the Hawaiian version right there. Yeah. In utero. <laughs> well, that's the one with heart-shaped box and stuff. On yeah. Top. Yes. That's why. Yeah. yeah. I like that. I yeah. listen to that a lot. <laughs> You know what I meant. I thought yeah, it was I know what, what I meant. I know what you But it's not like you were talking yeah. about a Doritos flavor. Ah, <laughs> 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 uh, what would be the last one? I don't know. I gotta. This is this is too hard. Well, well, while you're thinking of that, I'll let our audience know that you'll be at the Blue Note on November fifth, yes. doing your show. Unfortunately, I will not be able to go to this right. one, but He'll maybe Kyle and Debbie. Yeah. I'll be in Korea, <laughs> but um. Yeah, so it should be it should be a good time. I'm we, we went to Kyle and I went on a date last time. We went to see her, and it was yeah, they didn't invite me. <laughs> it was great. It was amazing. It was a great concert. Yeah, and, I, and we enjoyed Blue it. Blue Note has such amazing sound. When oh you're yeah, there too, it's a so. great place. Yeah, yeah. great yeah. venue. Yeah. Okay, so I gave so you, now, I gave you a, a little wait, bit of now, a break. Do I get so. to go on a date with Kyle and yeah, you go can take Kyle and... if you want to go. I, I had to pay, so yeah. Oh, if you want to take? Oh, okay. Well, that's different. I thought you were going to pay. Sorry. Oh, who would my last one be? I mean, that's the thing is like the records I take, it wouldn't be people that like I, I create, you know, music from. I'd, it's more like a enjoyment side. So I'd probably say 
Stevie Wonder's songs in the Cave Life, maybe. Because that's a really good album, too. Very common, and I listen to yeah, it a lot. A lot of yeah. people, a lot of I saw the rumors that he actually can see Yano yeah, from Shaq. <laughs> <laughs> Stupid. No, you saw the one that looks going yes, around? Yes, no. yes. There's Is that like some kind of award show? <laughs> and then somebody comes up on a stage and looks at Stevie Wonder and blows him a kiss. And Stevie Wonder goes back to back Wow. To, and then they, they cut to Shaq. Of course, it's, he's not there, but they cut to Shaq and Shaq like, Because mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> that was his theory for like years that he could see. Because he said he got into an elevator yeah. with him. And Stevie, was, Stevie got into the elevator and said, hey, Shaq. And he, had, he didn't turn around he didn't see him he didn't say hello to him or yeah. anything wow but Shaq is 7 foot 6 I know yeah. when I he, feel when that I guess you could feel a 7 6 guy behind yeah, you right man. Yeah. he's gigantic yeah, yeah. so yeah. anyway well we really appreciate appreciate you making time to come in and, and chat with us Thank while you you're here in Honolulu she's and, gonna uh, play something right no, no I don't know no, 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 no. not this time yeah. Yeah. Oh. next time we'll, 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 get, we'll get you on we'll, <laughs> yeah. we'll, we'll do something right. together but we really appreciate your time and uh, to everybody else we'll Yay. see you next week um, probably gonna <laughs> we have one more podcast and then we're gonna skip a couple weeks in November because I'll be gone but oh. we'll be back it's all on John that's why it's all on yeah <laughs> so have a good weekend everybody take care <laughs> bye yeah.